Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello everyone and welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is episode number 350 of the world's most dangerous podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. With me again this week, your friend and mine, Jason Linden. How are you today, Jason? You know, I'm doing okay, Chad. I am doing okay. Okay is acceptable in 2020. This is episode 350, yeah, Jason. That's a that's like a that's a round number. What's a round number? Sorry, I was talking over you. Yeah, I know. Don't do that. It's well, really not appropriate. 350 episodes. Three 350 episodes of this podcast. Well, we're starting number 350 out. Just uh, <laughs> doing a bang up job here. But <laughs> anyway, all right. Welcome to the world's most dangerous podcast. We'll start over. Okay. This is a this is the Halloween spectacular episode, Jason. What do you think about that? I'm I am here for spectacular Halloweeniness. Yes, yes. This is going to be uh, creepy. If if we were a less dangerous podcast, I would call it the Halloween spooktacular. But we're far too dangerous for that. Far, far, far too dangerous. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Got some things to talk about. Not a lot of actual news, but some, and uh, a lot to look forward to over the next. Next little bit. Now, I want to begin with some of the dates that we've got coming up uh, ahead of us on the calendar that are going to be important for Cincinnati Reds fans. And uh, Doug Gray had a good piece at Red Leg Nation, kind of laying out what to expect over the next little bit. The first one is October 30th. And by the time some of you listen to this episode, you will have already, uh, that date would already, will already be here. That's the date in which options need to be decided on. If a player has an option or a team has an option, got to make the decision by October 30th. And Jason, why is that important to fans of the Cincinnati Redlegs? Because of one Nick Castellanos. Nick Castellanos. He uh, has a play, that strange contract the Reds signed with him last offseason where he got a thousand player options. I'm not sure. It may be fewer than that, but uh, he, he has to choose whether or not he's going to go on to the free agent market or whether he's going to accept the option to be paid only $14 million of uh, United States legal tender for the 2021 season. So uh, this is something that we've talked about off and on all season, but then the way things happened, and we talked about after it was signed, kind of a unique contract to give him an opt-out after his first and his second seasons. But I think we, the thinking on what Castellanos is going to do has kind of coalesced at this point around what the, sort of the expectation is, right? No, there is no way he opts out. No way. Yeah, well, I mean, in a normal year, maybe. Uh, this is anything but a normal year. He did not have a great year. There were times when he was outstanding. Yeah, um, yeah. But why Why would Nick Castellanos take a chance? And that's something we're going to talk about is how crazy maybe the, this offseason is going to be for everybody, not just the Reds. But Well, yeah, I mean, the, the answer to why why not take a chance is that owners are, are essentially cutting players left and right right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they can opt to not pay a guy, they're opting to not pay a guy. So there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something that uh, is interesting about what we're going to see. Uh, I had a text. Let me pull up this text from our our, uh, our friend Bill Lack um, earlier today. And uh, you know the the Cardinals cut Colton Wong. Players are going are being dropped here and there, basically, where owners can to, to save salary if they think they're going to get a uh, an arbitration deal that's going to be more than they want to pay and. A lot of guys are being non-tendered, 
And uh, and the question Bill asked was, do, you, do these early player moves make you think there might be a flood of these players non-tendered driving down costs? And his suggestion is, is that going to make mean that we're likely to see more one-year contracts? And it seems to me like that there are going to be almost no. And this is just us speculating, but I can't imagine there's going to be very many big money, you know, long-term deals this offseason. Everything's just too much up in the air. Teams might be willing to drop some money on a one-year deal, but I can't imagine anybody going much further than that. Am I? Am I no. off base? I, I don't think you're off base at all. I think I think that there are going to be just a bunch of of small time deals. I think that the clubs are going to sort of parlay their their supposal supposed financial bath that they're claiming to be taking into an excuse to spend no money, which is going to also try to position themselves in a, in a position of power for the upcoming uh, labor negotiations. Yeah, that's what's hanging over all this. It's been hanging over everything. And, uh, yeah, you know, the Reds never needed an excuse to not spend money. They just did it because they didn't want to spend money. But, yep. uh, now they, now they, and everyone else has an excuse. And, and MLB commissioner Rob Manfred, uh, you know, he went on the record this week saying, oh, teams have, are losing, have lost all kinds of money. Uh, which, you know, I don't know whether I buy it, but on the other hand, teams are laying off employees left and right. Open your books and prove it, Rob. <laughs> yeah. And, Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. All right, so Castellanos is coming back, and that's a good thing, right? Yeah, I think so, probably. <laughs> Don't go too far out on that limb there, Jason. Uh, you know, it's Cincinnati Reds baseball, Chad. It's a it's a shaky limb. Always, always. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I like Castellanos. Um, I hope uh, for a full season he's going to be better than whoever the Reds would replace him with. But we may talk a little bit about what that, that outfield situation is going to look like here in just a little bit. Now, the next day that I want to look at, October 30th, that's uh, Friday. We also have November 1st, a couple days after that. And that is the first official day of free agency. So teams can, can sign uh, free agents. And that's also the day in which eligible players have to be extended a qualifying offer. And, and you know how that works. You can, uh, if someone's a free agent, certain players are free agents, you can extend a qualifying offer to them. If they accept it, then they play for you for one year for whatever the qualifying offer is, the amount is. It's going to be in the neighborhood of $18 million, I believe. And if they reject it, then whenever they sign somewhere else, you essentially get a draft pick. And so the Reds have three guys that are technically free agents now and can uh, would have to be extended a qualifying offer. And I want to ask you if, you if you would extend any of these, the qualifying offer to any of these. Trevor Bauer, Anthony DiScalfani, and Freddie Galvis. Galvis, uh, obviously, right? Yeah, well, Galvis, obviously. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Uh, no, I think I think uh, I think you take Bauer, and I think that's about it. I, nobody's given Disco a qualifying offer. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna re-sign Disclafani, you'll be able to get him cheaper from, than what you'd have to pay him in the qualifying offer. Um, Trevor Bauer, I think they have to, right? I mean, they've not worked out a deal with him yet. You've got to, and you got to assume he's going to reject it too, frankly. Right. Um, and it, that could also benefit the Reds in negotiating with him to return, though maybe, uh, unless he gets upset about the Reds off making the qualifying offer. Because what's happened at, at points in the past, and again, it's all up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen this year. But uh, so when teams offer that qualifying offer, it kind of depresses the market just a little bit Yeah. for the free agent because a team that signs them has to give up you know, a valuable draft pick. Yeah. So, 
So, I mean, that's all, all in there. But I, if it's me, I, 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 you just got, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta offer and, and hope he takes it if you can't sign him. And he might take it. He, I, it's a weird year. Who so, who knows? Yeah. Who yeah. knows? So, um, I want to talk just briefly about, uh, I mean, Trevor Bauer, good chance of winning the Cy Young Award. It's going to be fun if that happens. But Anthony DiSclafani. Can we talk about Anthony DiSclafani for a moment? Let's talk about Anthony DiSclafani. We never talk about Anthony DiSclafani. And Anthony DiSclafani has been, uh, you know, with the Reds for five seasons now. Well, really six, if you include the one that he was on the team, but he was injured all season long. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's been around the Reds for a long, long time. After Votto, is he the is he the longest serving Red? Maybe. Uh, I mean, Gino is up there at least as yeah. long. Right? Yeah, Swarzy's up there. Um, um, but it's close. But yeah, <laughs> but you know, and only forty pitchers in the history of the Cincinnati Reds. There are only forty names that have started more games for the Reds than Anthony DiSclafani. and forty over you know a thousand years since the Reds. You know what that is, Chad? That is a fun stat. <laughs> is it not though? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I decided to look it up today because I, you start thinking about Anthony Scafani, and he we don't really ever talk about him much. He's just kind of there. I think you and I both have have liked him for what he is, and yeah. uh, and, and I'll be honest, I don't mind the Reds if the Reds wanted to try to bring him back if it's a reasonable price. He's a, not a bad back into the rotation guy. He was not good this year, obviously, but um, yeah, I mean, but even not good this year really comes down to what like two bad starts. Yeah, yeah, I, you, you got to throw the, the numbers for this year for this year out. So um, he's been reliably pretty good. He's, he started 110 games for the Reds, and so I want to ask you. I'm gonna. It's uh, it's quiz time here, Jason. I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz I'm gonna quiz you a little bit. Anthony DeSclafani has been a Cincinnati Red since the offseason of, uh, before the 2015 season. So his first start for the Reds was April the 9th of 2015. Now, okay. don't cheat and go look this up, but here's here's the here's the quiz. I want you to tell me. April the 9th, 2015, the Reds versus the Pirates in Cincinnati. Okay. DeSclafani goes uh, six innings, gives up two earned runs, struck out six, walked one. Good good first start. Um, he did not get the win in that game. And I'm going to tell you who got the win. Aroldis Chapman got the win. Okay. Also pitching in relief that game, Burke Badenhop and Jumbo Diaz. Okay. <laughs> Now, here's my question for you. Anthony DiSclafani's first start, this legendary Cincinnati Red who's been with the team for so many years, one of the top 41 starters in Red's history by number of starts. Who were the starting – what's the starting lineup that day? What, not the lineup, but who was who were the starters around him at each position? Can I want to see how many of these you can guess just off the top of your head. 2015. Right, well, Votto. Joey Votto, you got one. Uh, Gino? Gino did not start. Okay. Wow, this is getting hard. Uh, yeah, uh, it, just just B- five B- years Ham. ago, but this is hard. B-, B Ham. Oh yeah, you know Billy Hamilton let off. He went over three, but did score a run because he walked and uh, came around. Um, was Tucker behind the plate? You got, you got two. Tucker was not behind the plate. No, another friend of the podcast was behind the plate though. Was Mez? Was Mez healthy that day? <laughs> that particular day, he went one for four. Yes, Devin Mezzarocco was the catcher. You got three of the eight now. All right, man, this is tough. Uh, Phillips was Phillips still around? Phillips was around. He started at second base, went one for three. See, okay. the, 
all the rest of these, except for one guy, I think you'll you'll eventually get one guy. I don't think you'll get. Okay, so you, um, you got four four more. Oh, Cozart. Zach Cozart was your shortstop. All oh for right. three, as um, Zach Cozart did those in those days. Outfield, God, the outfield, Chad. R- right field. Right uh, field. Kebler. Right field. Come on, you got to get this one, Jason. Best res right fielder of the last, you know, 15 years. What am I? Longest serving right fielder in the last 15 years. Huh? Longest serving reds right fielder in the last 15 years. This is this is one that you're going to ah, of course, obviously. Hit yeah, him. you're going to say it in a second and I'm not going to I'm 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 going to be I'm going to feel dumb. Give me give me just a moment. He's made 3 All-Star teams. Why am I blanking? <laughs> I know. I knew this would happen. I would, I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have gotten half of these guys. You've already gotten more than I would have gotten. All right, give, give me, give me. I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, uh, was it 15? Oh, Frazier at third. Todd Frazier at third. There you go. That's another one. You're okay. now missing the right fielder and the left oh, fielder. Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce. Right. See, I knew you'd get that one. Jay Bruce. All right. So, what? what I'm just missing what shortstop and left field. No, no I got you. you got shortstop. Yeah, left. You're doing really a lot better than I would have. Left field. This is the I'm one that I don't think you'll get. Is that uh? All right, I'm just going to run through potential potential outfielders, okay? Okay. And if I don't get it after four or five guesses, you can tell me. Okay. All right. Johnny Gomes? Not Johnny Gomes. Okay. Uh, Xavier Paul? <laughs> That's a good guess, but no, not Xavier Paul. Good guess just because I like talking about Xavier Paul. Um, I think he played like in 1997. We're talking 2015. I'm kidding. Uh... Harold Bongenschlarn. <laughs> oh, close. I'm going to tell you. I don't know that you... It, you might eventually stumble into this one, but... Marlon Bird. <laughs> I would never. No. No, I thought that'd be fun. I remember him now that you mentioned, but no, I would never have guessed it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that was a fun little... Uh, I thought it was, would be fun to just run through that and see if you could pick him out. And you actually did way better. I would have... I don't know that I would have got how many of those I would have gotten. So, good, good work. Um... Also playing in that game, uh, the gritty Skip Schumacher and uh, pinch hitter Christopher Negron. So there you go. But anyway, Anthony Scafani probably no longer a red. And it's not like he was a superstar as a red. But come on, six years, you know, with the team and, and generally above average. I mean, when he was on the field, he was good. Yeah. You know, his injuries were, were issue injuries. But, you know, I mean... What's 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 the rotation next year right now? It's it's Castillo, it's Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, Malley, which I like that top three right now, right? What's that? Miley, right now, right? Probably Wade Miley, yeah. Giving us another season of uh, people making fun of my accent when I say Miley and Malley. I mean, right there with you. That that hits the Southern Indiana hard, Chad. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, um, yeah, Miley. I mean, I guess, I guess you, there's a case to be made for TJ Antone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, I mean, okay. I, he's, he's a number five guy that I don't mind. Nick Lodolo might be in that conversation. Yeah, and uh, Hunter Green might be in the conversation. I was just trying to think, like, you know, is there a case for trying to sign Disco? And I, you know, I don't know. It depends on, I guess, what you think of your young ones. Well, he's been mostly healthy for yeah. three seasons now. And I think you can make a case. I don't know what kind of a, a, a free agent market there's going to be for a guy like him. In a year like this, for a, you know, sort of back end of the rotation guy, a number four guy maybe, is, yeah. he, is there going to be a market, or can the Reds get him cheap? 
I would look to bring you back if I could, but I'm not going to be upset if they don't. I guess it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe yeah. I'm, I'm probably rather Disco than 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 Miley is my number four or five guy. Yeah, I mean I trust him over. Or I mean I like Antone, but you know he's right. Well, unknown. I'm saying if I have one of those guys, like I would rather have like say Disco and do something else with Miley because I mean he was barely healthy last year anyway, and start one of the young guys like Antone or Lodolo or Green or whoever. Yeah, yeah. I just I think if, if those names we're talking about, this goes probably the most reliable, or we can be more confident that he's reliable, I think, even though he wasn't good in 33.2 innings this year. Now, other important dates, uh, really the following uh, couple of weeks, they're going to be announcing awards, and hopefully Trevor Bauer wins the Cy Young Award I don't know. November 11th, though, is the day that Bauer presumably will have to accept or reject the qualifying offer that we assume is going to be extended to him. Now, so uh, Trevor Bauer, Anthony Scafani, Freddie Galvis are all free agents now, along with Tyler Thornburg. Can we can we believe that the Tyler Thornburg era is over in Cincinnati, Jason? Over before I even knew that it had begun. <laughs> exactly. It never, never really got off the ground, but good luck to Tyler Thornburg. Also, roster moves... Uh, from this week, the Reds lost Robel Garcia on waivers to the New York Mets, and he was a Red for a, just about a hot minute. And then uh, reliever Joel Kunal. It's been so long since I heard Kunal, it. I think that's how I've been saying it. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's bad. Uh, he was, was outrighted to uh, AAA Louisville, and uh, presumably will pass through waivers and be in the minor league. So there's your there are your transactions for the week. Now, where let's look at where the Reds are here really quickly, and then we'll get to some viewer mail questions and where they might go. Uh, and, and you mentioned to me before we started recording about the Reds, you know, there's probably not going to be a designated hitter next year in the National League, which may right. be the, maybe the last season ever that there's not a designated hitter in the National League. But, um, but regardless of what you think about the DH, that's a that's momentous. So the Reds, you know, where are, where are they right now in terms of roster construction, Jason? Well, they have approximately two and a half infielders and 7,000 outfielders. (laughs) That doesn't seem like the right ratio. I don't think it's quite the right ratio. Yikes. Um, I mean, if you think about it, the list of outfielders, right? So we've got, there's Castellano, Senzel, Winker, Akiyama, Goodwin. Aquino. What, Aquino? Jankowski? Jankowski, if we count him, I, like, I mean, that's a lot of guys. Yeah, is Marlon Bird still on the roster? I don't know. I, can't, I have to look. Could be. He could be. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, and this is what we talked about last off season. If you recall, you know, what are they going to do? And then the DH came along, and it kind of, kind of resolved that. So how do we go back? Well, this is what I think. I think that if you still believe in Nick Senzel, there is no reason to keep Goodwin. I agree, even though I like Goodwin. I think I think he's got to be on the trade market. Um, I think if you don't believe in Senzel, you've got a whole other problem. Um, but, I mean, still, even with Senzel, you're looking at, even if you get rid of Goodwin, you're looking at, Four guys for three spots plus Aquino. Yeah. 
David Bell likes four guys. David Bell likes five guys for three spots. <laughs> he likes moving guys around. So you, you can see, you know, ha- having your four primary outfielders be uh, Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, Nick Senzel, Shogo Akiyama. And, and I could see David Bell, you know, advocating for that so that he can yeah. mix and match. And, you know, there there is there is some versatility there. You know, you could you could use Castellanos or Sinzel to give somebody in the infield a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Castellanos can play first or third. Sinzel can play second or third. Um, if you're willing to be that to think that far outside the box, which the Reds haven't shown much of a willingness to do, which is surprising given David Bell's inclinations. But yeah, yeah, and then you got two lefties, two righties. I mean, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, that's you know. That's I think I can fair. live with that. That's not, that's, that's that's fair. Yeah, you can uh, give guys days off without necessarily playing pure platoons. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. All, all right. And but, the, I mean, there's no place for like a Jankowski on the roster. No, this year. that's just not. But you, you, know, you hang on to Goodwin though. I mean, that's he's one of the he'll be one of the best fifth outfielders in baseball. You know, he's got some pop. He will be, but maybe you might want to turn him into something you can actually play every day. Hmm. If you can include him in some sort of a deal, because the Reds are going to have to do some some trading, I think. I don't know how much free agency is going to happen here. Okay, that's interesting. So in, in the infield, we uh, first base is spoken for. Third base is spoken for. Um, Moustakas is uh, going to be your second baseman next year. Yeah. Shortstop. Yeah. We need a shortstop. We need a shortstop. And I... I I think it would be a little bit silly to give that to Garcia right now. Jason, are, what are your thoughts on, on Garcia? That's something I was going to ask you, because I'm still really high on Garcia, but I completely agree with what you just said. I also am still really high on Garcia. I think that he just needs to play in Louisville for a year. Yeah. And like, I think, I mean, last year was a weird year. He got a lot of playing time that he, frankly, probably should not have gotten. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he'd never played above high A. Right. You don't. And and so, like, yes, he struggled. Shocker. Right. Like, that doesn't mean that I think he's done or stinks or anything. And it means he, you know, was over his head. So I think, you know, what I have already agitated for on the podcast, and I think would be a great idea, which is that you, I think I have on the podcast at least, you see what it takes um, to get uh, Lindor. Frankie. It's going to deal him. You let him keep the spot warm for Garcia while Garcia gets ready in Louisville. And then if you don't think that Garcia is going to cut it, because you'll have, you know, presumably, assuming that 2021 is better than 2020, um, a season of minor league development that you can look at and actually make a judgment on. And if he's not coming along, you slide a check across the table to Lindor and say you put in whatever number you think is fair. Yeah, you know, and... and, uh... Another option that's sort of related to that is maybe, you know, you, you, you bring over Lindor. And yes, we have talked about it here, and we continue to dream about uh, Francisco Lindor being a red. But there's no guy on any other team other than maybe Trout, maybe, you know. I don't know. I got like Tati, some of these guys I, I might like. But I don't know. Lindor just fits what the Reds need so well, and he's so, so freaking good. But you you, you figure out a way to get him here. And there's some thought that the Indians, especially with the you know the financial situation, they're always willing to deal guys to yep. to save money. And so you know maybe he's, maybe he's available. Of course, a lot of teams will be after him. But but let, let's let's figure out the situation here where the Reds have decided they've acquired him, 
And so what happens is maybe he's just keeping the seat warm for Jose Garcia. You know, I hope Jose Garcia is that type of guy that you're willing to commit to a year from now. But that whole year, you're also trying to sign Lindor to a long-term deal. And if you do, and Garcia is that guy that we, we hope he can be, you got a great trade chip to, to fill in some other area if you're able to sign Lindor. I mean, just the options for what the Reds can do really open up a lot there. I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea that Garcia is going to be the guy. But we really, I mean, I'm high on him, but we really don't know yet. And he didn't show it in the major league. So, yeah. So go get, go get Lindor. It's so simple. What if they can't get Lindor though? Well, here's a question. What do you think it takes to get Lindor? Because I think Lindor is gone this year. I think, I'm pretty sure Cleveland more or less has said that he's going to be gone. I, I, I do not expect him to be the starting shortstop for the Cleveland Indians on uh, opening day next year. No. I don't know how to answer that. The other part is, do the Reds have enough to go get him? I think they do for a year, yeah. What if Garcia has to be part of that package? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I still do it, and we're still asking the same question next year. You know, I think you could probably get him with some pitchers. Do the Reds have some pitchers? They do. They can bring back Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to take, but it just it solves so many problems, and it, and it gets me from a place where I've been really down on the way the Reds played in 2020, and and the the holes that they that we realize now that they have in the lineup. It gets me to a place where I start dreaming again, because he fixes a lot of things. He gives us that all star in the middle of the order. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Reds have exactly the same problem they had at the start of what or what we thought was going to be the start of the 2019 season, which is. A hole at shortstop and a hole at catcher. Yep. And I think I think everybody feels ready to to let Tyler Stevenson see what he can do. I, I think it's time to anoint him and let's let's see. You know, sink or swim time, kid. But we're not there on Jose Garcia, so we need to fill that gap elsewhere and with somebody who's not Freddie Galvis. What worries me is that that's clearly the place they have to upgrade. If they aren't able to upgrade there. This team's going to look an awful lot like it did last year, and the offense was just not good enough. Now maybe over a long season, maybe it, it's going to be, it'll be better. I think there's a you know re- decent chance reason to hope that it'll be better. And you know what I, I'm not going to say uh, what I say about hope, but I think we can you know there's enough areas around where you can say oh this guy might be better, this guy might be better. But I, I just I don't know how we can be optimistic about the team if they don't get a serious upgrade to the offense. And and you're right. Shortstop's really the only shortstop and catcher, but they're the only logical places. Yeah, because I mean, anywhere else, you know. There was a suggestion in our uh, Slack channel discussion today. If you join us at uh, Patreon.com/slash/RedLegRadio, you can uh, you can come into our Slack channel where we're talking about the Reds and other lots of other dumb stuff every day. Um, but you know, uh, Colton Wong for the Cardinals, who's a decent player. He's been a second baseman. Uh, has not played shortstop at all, but uh, the Cardinals declined his $12.5 million option. They paid him a, a million dollars to go away. So he's a free agent. And I don't think he plays shortstop, but you start seeing some of these guys around. If the Reds are willing to go out there and make an offer, even if it's just for one year to somebody, I just don't see him being willing to, to spend the money. And maybe that's just me being cynical from, you know, all these decades of watching the Reds. But, you know, here's what I would say about that. I mean, 
I I don't think Colton Wong is what you need there. Like he's not, you know, is he is he better than Freddie Galvis? Yeah, probably. But if you put him at shortstop, how much better he is is go you know shrinks. Yeah, I think he's definitely better. But does he move the needle enough to make a difference? I think is what you're right. saying. I mean, because you got to figure out. I mean, defensively, like you know, Galvis is excellent at shortstop, and Wong would probably be fine. But you know, he'd lose some value by by virtue of playing a tougher defensive position. Yeah, um, he's an upgrade to the to the offense. Yeah, pretty clearly, and which the Reds need to be looking looking. Look, but you know, actually, I'm looking at his numbers now, and I'm not sure that he is. Don't don't argue with me, Jason. He's well. I I would have thought the same thing. He's he's only had two seasons where he's been above average as a hitter, though. Oh yeah. Well, maybe this. Maybe we're going to see a lot of other surprises in terms of people that are going to be non-tendered. I I bet that is the case. And yeah. and, and maybe there's somebody there, and I have I don't know who that is right now, but maybe there's somebody there that even if you can't go and get Lindor, who should be absolutely option number one, if you can do that, break the bank, I would. Sell the farm system for Francisco Lindor. I'm I'm maybe the only guy that would do that for one year of Lindor, but I would. I I just would. I'm tired of waiting. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if there's someone else out there that's going to be able to the Reds can get for cheap. You know, uh, if any of you subscribe to uh, to the Netflix, Moneyball is now on Netflix, and it seems to me like this winter, if the Reds are willing to do it. The market inefficiency, that's what they talk about in Moneyball. The market inefficiency might be to swoop in and spend a little bit of money. Thinking that you're going to make it back when you start winning all kinds of games. If other teams are cutting payroll, maybe that's the, the Moneyball move. Is to, to kind of swoop in and and uh, you know be willing to, to sign some of these guys. I don't expect that from the Reds, but like, am I like making sense? Baller, it's like the money baller has become the money ball e. Ooh, look at that. I like I don't it. I don't know what that means, but I like how it sounds. <laughs> I love the way it sounds, absolutely. So, Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be the craziest. This is very likely to be one of the weirdest off-seasons that we've ever seen, which it's 2020, so I would expect nothing less. All right, before we do some viewer mail questions, one last little bit of news. Have you heard about this 2020 All-MLB team? That they're doing evidently an all-star team. I have heard rumblings of it. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're letting you vote. You know, they didn't have an all-star game this year, so letting you vote on an all-MLB team. The all-NBA team was always a thing growing up uh, for me. The all-MLB team. I don't know. That's the all-stars this year, and the Reds have only two players who are in contention for the all-MLB team. Looks like there's you know uh, six, seven, eight guys at every position, and the Reds only have two guys that qualified. And one of those is Jesse Winker, the aforementioned Jesse Winker, who was really good this year. Finally, the Jesse Winker that you and I have been talking about for years, right? Yes, finally. Yes. It's about time that we were right on something. And the other, obviously, is Trevor Bauer. And I can I just say that I hope people see it with Winker now. I still think that people are way, way too quick to want to get rid of, of Winker. Um, you know, this was Winker's age... Uh, 26, right? Yeah, this was his age 26 season. And this was Nick Senzel's age 25 season. Yeah. And uh, listen, I'm I'm the high man on Nick Senzel. Listen, 
I'm but, still in on Nick Senzel too, but I'm just saying I don't understand how people can look at Jesse Winker's numbers and think this guy's not a nothing burger. We need to trade him, and then look at Nick Senzel's numbers and say franchise cornerstone. It's a weird thing, uh, you know. Winker has. I think the thing is that Winker has very obvious deficiencies. Yeah. Defensively, especially, and so you know, it's it's something kind of like with Adam Dunn. It's something to you can grab onto to criticize. Yes. But I don't know. You need you need a winker. He helps this offense. He does. He and was I the offense. Rid of winker. I think in fact, I would go so far as to say that other than Suarez, offensively Jesse Winker should be the most untouchable player. Wow. Wow. That is that's a bold statement. Well, let me ask you a question. Is Jesse Winker, can you name anybody besides Suarez who you feel comfortable saying is a better hitter than Jesse Winker who's on the team right now? There's no one that I'm going to bet the ranch is a better hitter. No. And and, and frankly, I like the idea that it, in you know, a year after next, uh, the National League has a designated hitter. Yeah. Jesse Winker is just gorgeous to pencil in and, every day in that position. And add on to that that he is 26 and still at least theoretically has room to grow, whereas nobody else on the team really does, except perhaps for Senzel. Yeah. Listen, we got 350 episodes here, and we can go back and find a million times that you and I have just drooled over the potential of Jesse Winker. And when other when maybe some others didn't. That's one of the another one that we may have gotten right. So I love me some Jesse Winker. All right. You want to answer some questions, Jason? No, but we should anyway. <laughs> okay, we will. Uh, these questions are going to come from our friends at patreon.com slash redlegradio, the family who joined up to support the podcast. And uh, before we do that, though, we, we have a new new member of the family this week. And so, as we always do, we have to pick a, a position on the field for our newest our newest Patreon member. It's Katie Corwin. Katie, thank you so much for uh, for joining the joining the family. Katie Corwin. Now, what position do we think that Katie plays on the Red Lake Nation Beer League softball team? I think Katie Corwin is the shortstop that we've needed. Finally, we've acquired the shortstop that we've been desperate. Finally, the shortstop, yes. So, so we're thinking, uh, is is it a power hitting shortstop? Is it a great defensive shortstop who you know hits for a high average? What, what kind of, what kind of a player are we talking about? I think we've got great defense and like doubles power. Okay, yeah. Like, really great range. Yeah. Like, way better than Derek Jeter range. I mean, just put it mildly, yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be too good. And, uh, yeah, you know, slaps the ball around a little bit, gets hits it into the gaps. I like it. There's our starting shortstop for the Red Leg Nation Beer League softball team. Katie, again, thank you so much for for joining the family. Uh, you all can do it for a few bucks if you want to. You don't have to. This 350 episodes now, free of charge. And we're going to keep doing it. And we, and we we love all you all who are listening every single week. But if you want to join us and, and get into the conversation a little bit, you're certainly welcome to. And we appreciate Katie Corwin. All right. Now, this week's questions, when I sent out the call for, for viewer mail questions, and again, these are letters from actual, actual letters from actual viewers, I said uh, they needed to be kind of Halloween themed if, if possible. So the episode 350, the Halloween spooktacular questions, First one comes from Rich Thompson. Dear Chad and Jason, question number one, what scares you the most for the Reds as management prepares for the 2021 season? We'll go with that one first. What scares you the most 
for the Reds as management prepares for the 2021 season. What scares me the most, and then I'll let you uh, weigh in, Jason, is that the Red Bob Castellani just decides we didn't make as much money as I wanted to this year. We're not spending a dime. And, in fact, we're going to cut because we're going to let guys like uh, Trevor Bauer go and not replace that salary that they're just going to cheap out again on us, and we will be able to expect exactly what we've seen since Castellini took over. That's what scares me the most, that they're going to use this as an excuse not to spend the uh, the, the situation in 2020. Jason? Uh, kind of similar, but with different phrasing. I worry that the Reds will view last season as a uh, success. Oh, yeah, they made the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Or that they will attempt to, you know... Yeah, and we would have been even better if it hadn't been for Babbitt. We were unlucky. Oh, my gosh, Reds. Why haven't they hired either of us yet? It's a mystery. It's a complete... Well, it's not really. Question number two from Rich Thompson. What classic horror movie would you like to see remade or updated? What classic horror movie would you like to see remade or updated? Let me just say this here. I talk all the time on here about how I'm obsessed with movies. And, uh, you know, film, cinema is my uh, is my passion. I got to tell you, I'm not a horror movie guy. Not a horror movie guy. I'm not either. Is there any classic horror movie you'd like to see remade or updated, Jason? No. No, I'm just, I'm sorry, Rich. I just... It, yeah, that's just not my speed. I yeah. Yeah, I mean you know, um, I mean I guess I've seen some good ones, but Brian, good ones, but yeah. Sorry, we're not going to answer that one. Jason DeBrewer asks, guys, Mister Redlegs, Gapper, Rosie Red, and Mister Red are in the typical slasher flick. Who survives out of the four to make it to the sequel? So in the typical slasher flick, people are getting whacked left and right. Which one of those, Mr. Redlegs, Gapper, Rosie Red, and Mr. Red, are are going to survive and make it to the sequel? Uh, there's only one answer to this, Jason. But do you want to you want to tackle, it or you want me to say? You you you. It's, it's all you, Chad. You take it. Okay, Gapper's going to survive because this is a horror movie, and Gapper is the worst. Now, argue with that. No, there's no argument. There's, I mean, when you're right, you're right. There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. All right. Uh, next question comes from our friend, our friend, Risto Neely. Risto has a multiple choice question. Who's your pick for the Queen of Mean on Halloween? All right, Risto. Number one, Elvira. Number two, Morticia. Number three, The Bride of Frankenstein. Number four, Natasha, Boris Badenoff's partner. Number five, The Queen of Hearts of Alice in Wonderland. Number six, Cruella de Vil. Or number seven, Norman Bates in character as his dead mother. Queen of Mean on Halloween. Do you want to answer any of those? Give me Morticia. That's reasonable. I might say Norman Bates since I just rewatched Psycho. Watched it with my son for the first time, actually. His first time. This week, and that's a great, great, great movie. But yeah, gotta go more tissue. All right, next question from Joe Farsing: Raleigh Witches of Eastwick or Shinsu Boo? Who you got, Jason? Uh, I'm gonna take Shinsu Boo. Yeah, we're unanimous. Shinsu Boo. 
He's going to get on Boo Ace. <laughs> Ooh, excellent. Uh, I'm not going to uh, Boo Earns that. Excellent question by Joe Farsing again. Chuck Nichols. This is an actual question. Marcelo Zuna has elected free agency. What are the chances the Reds sign this much-needed bat? He elected free agency? Well, he only signed a one-year deal, actually. I guess he must have had a uh, an option. I, maybe we should look that up. I, I thought I knew, I knew he signed a one-year deal with Atlanta. And, you know, the Reds offered him three years last offseason. That was the reporting. And he made a what would in most years be a great decision. Signed a one-year deal and then went crazy. Yeah. What are the chances the Reds sign this much-needed bat? I think the answer is zero. No, yeah, there's no way. Yeah, I don't see it. I hate it. I like Marcelo Zuna. Would have loved for them to sign him last year. When they didn't get him, they went to Castellanos, if you recall. I Again, 2020, maybe they'll surprise us. Charles Zollers, Zollers asks, Seeing as this is the last podcast before the upcoming hotly contested election, I have one question. Is water wet? Don't answer. Yes. Yeah, yes, the, it is. The answer is yet, but somebody's going to tell us that it's fake news. So I'm not, I'm not going there. Hooper Powell. Of course, a trade for Francisco Lindor or signing a top-notch shortstop like Didi Gregorius would be nice. But would the Reds look at Andrelton Simmons? Andrelton Simmons. Now, here are my thoughts about Andrelton Simmons. I like him. He's uh, perfectly serviceable. And really, the truth of the matter is, he's one of the best defensive shortstops that I've seen in my lifetime. Does he move the needle? No. He doesn't. He doesn't move the needle. I mean, he's had you know, maybe two seasons in his career where you could argue he's above average offensively. The Reds need offense. So, I mean, I like the guy. Also, frankly, I will tell you this, until such time as they ban the shift, I don't think that uh, I don't think that infield defense matters. Not as much as it used to. Do they need to ban the shift? What do you think? I do, yeah. Me too. And I never said that before. I've changed my mind. Now, I'll tell you what finally convinced me this year is is that, and I don't care, there's, there were more than enough games across Major League Baseball for this to be weird. Right-handers were better hitters than left-handers this year. Hmm. Is that right? It, it is. And if you get to that point where... It's basically handicapping left hitter, left-handed hitters that much. There's, I mean, there, then there should be no incentive to develop left left-handed hitters. It's just, it's completely altered the game, and I think I think it needs to be banned. It's fundamental, and I, I was always for the shift because I thought, you know, teams should be able to do it. It's not, it's within the rules, and it helps your team win. But it's it's caused baseball to be a much worse game for spectators, and then there there are actual consequences on the field. Yeah, I'm for it. Now, Hooper had a second question. What's your favorite Halloween movie? Now, that's maybe a little different, but do you have a favorite Halloween movie? <laughs> let me, let me tell you. Halloween movie. I didn't have one until last week. Because, What's again, your new favorite Halloween movie, Chad? Well, I didn't have one at all because I, I, we already said I don't really. I'm not a, I'm not a horror movie guy. Yeah. But I watched uh, the latest Adam Sandler flick, Hubie Halloween. Oh, and it's really not good, but it's pretty funny. It's not it's not what I would call a a great movie, but there were a few belly laughs in there, so it's worth watching. So that's my favorite Halloween Halloween movie, Hubie Halloween. Wasn't wasn't there wasn't there an Ernest Halloween movie oh. once upon a time? Is this true? 
I think so. Ernest Scared Stiff, perhaps? Yeah, that might be it. Oh, my goodness. I hadn't considered I'll go with that. the classic Ernest genre. Oh, wow. Love it. All right. Last question here comes from our friend Joey Gaditza. Joey asks, from this season, 2020, from the Reds roster, who would the following Halloween treats be? Okay, so we're talking about the Reds roster this year. He's got three different types of Halloween treats, and we got to pick somebody. These questions are really ridiculous this week, and I appreciate our Patreon crowd for uh, for indulging me. All right, preferred sweet treat, preferred salty treat, and the treat that everyone doesn't want in their trick-or-treat bag. A sweet treat, a salty treat, and the treat that everyone doesn't want in their trick-or-treat bag. Like the old lady down the road that tossed a couple pennies in your bag. Right, okay. So... The salty treat probably has to be Castellanos, right? I mean, because he was, he was kind of salty this year. I, I, I could go with that. Yeah, go with that. Oh, yeah. What about sweet treat? I mean, I think that's Gino. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Vado, but I think probably Gino, yeah. Gino, Gino is the sweetheart of the team. Yeah. Who's the treat that everyone doesn't want in their trick-or-treat bag? Like some, somebody give me an, used to give me an apple in my trick or treat bag, which I like an apple now, but I don't want an apple in my Halloween bag. Can 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 we take a like a a, a part of a player? <laughs> okay. How about, how about like the first half of the season for Lorenzen? First half Lorenzen. Ah, first half Lorenzen. Yes. Oh, he was disgusting. Completely disgusting. I would have taken him to the uh, to the ER to, to let them X-ray him to see if there was a somebody. If you remember the uh, the scares that people were putting, uh, you know, sharp objects inside the oh, I remember mi- those Milky scares. Way bars. Trick or treating when I was a child. Oh my goodness! My mom went for the the fear tactics, the fear mongering. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want some kind of a shiv in your Milky Way bar. Yeah, but then you know. Lorenzen got x-rayed and turned out that he was just chocolatey goodness. Oh, lots of chocolatey goodness. All right. Last question. This one comes from me, Jason. What's the best Halloween tree? What's the one treat you get in your bag when you were a kid that just was obviously the best? Did you have one that was a favorite? Um, yeah, I mean, I always... I always really like the Snickers, I have to say. But not like, you know, the little teeny tiny square one. Like, if you if you got some decent size Snickers, then it was good to go. You didn't like the fun size? They call those the fun size. And they weren't fun at all. The bigger ones no. were more fun. Yeah. Okay. To me, it was the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Or as we called it growing up. Choice. And a good choice, Chad. A good choice. Thank you. I appreciate it. First time you've ever been mildly complimentary of me here on the podcast. Uh, here in, in our neck of the woods... We called them, called them Reese Cups. I don't know if the rest of you all did that, but that's what we called them, Reese Cups. <laughs> that's about enough for tonight, don't you think, Jason? <laughs> I, I, think, I think that that is a fabulous place to uh, to leave off. All right, well, one quick thing I haven't mentioned here on the podcast yet, but I, I've been uh, writing a newsletter, doing a newsletter about Cincinnati sports, chaddotson.substack.com. If you want to go subscribe to that, I'd appreciate it. We talk about dumb stuff about being a Cincinnati sports fan, and it's been fun for me the first few weeks. Uh, second thing, if you want to support us at Patreon, patreon.com slash redlegradio would appreciate it. 
this week's uh, Patreon exclusive episode. We're still doing our weekly episodes here, but we uh, this year's this week this month's oh my goodness, easy for me to say this month's Patreon exclusive episode was uh, talking about Cincinnati Reds baseball cards. And there's also some good ones in the archives of me and Jason talking about all kinds of dumb stuff. Uh, so it's fun in there. Uh, you know how to subscribe wherever you find podcasts. We're there. Jason, you got any final thoughts for us? Uh, go Reds baseball as always. Yes, please. Please go, go get Lindor. <laughs> yes, go get, there's your go. Go get Lindor. For Jason, Lyndon, and Hubie Halloween, this is Chad Dotson saying so long, everyone. Thanks for listening to Red Leg Nation Radio from RedLegNation.com. Subscribe to Red Leg Nation Radio on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. And join us for discussion of all things Reds at RedLegNation.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.